everybody. Welcome to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Cat Wonders, and this is episode seven. Once again, I've got a jam-packed episode for your entertainment. And once again, this podcast is unsponsored. <laughs> but that is about to change because I have some exciting things in the works. And um, yeah, we're going to have some fun together. Uh, you could probably see that I've got some interesting mushroom-shaped cocktail glasses. And I've got a little science experiment <laughs> that I want to do with you. Uh, not necessarily a science experiment, but we're going to have some adventures, some cocktail adventures. So it was May long weekend this past weekend, and I don't think that you guys celebrate it in the States, but uh, I think your Memorial Day is coming up. So Victoria Day is the Canadian holiday. So we had Monday off. I went for about a three-day disconnect into the wilderness and uh, recharged my inner system and yeah, just disconnected from all internet, everybody, and had a really jolly old time. <laughs> uh, I recently bought um, a stand-up paddleboard, a SUP board, and there's so many little hidden lakes and gems around here that uh, it's endless. The possibilities are totally, totally endless with these things. And uh, once you get used to them, they're just extremely awesome and kind of your own little island. And uh, it's, it takes a little adjusting to find your balance. And uh, especially if you have a cooler or some things on the board, there's like ties so you can, you know, safely store your things. Uh, and typically if you fall off a paddleboard, it doesn't flip over. You just fall off of it. <laughs> and then everything else is still fine. Um, it is a bit challenging to get back onto one though. I will say that. So I uh, had a few outfit changes at the beginning. Uh, the sweater that I had on initially, the peach color sweater, so great, so comfortable. Way too hot for today though. And <laughs> so then, <laughs> then I tried on the second outfit uh, or the second top, I should say. And that was um, fine, but maybe for another podcast. This final one that I chose is of course by Sugar Thrills. All three were Sugar Thrills. Uh, for those of you listening, I'm wearing kind of a 60s style dress with bell sleeves-ish and um, sort of outer space, like if my little pony went to space. <laughs> That's the vibe of this dress. So super comfortable and fits me like a glove. <laughs> It does have this weird flap though right here. See this? Initially when I put it on, I was like, oh weird, it's like a little ruffle. No, it's just, it's meant to be hidden. And God knows what's going on with my hair today. I curled it, added texturizing spray, uh, which seems to be a bit of a downfall for my hair because uh, after I do that, it starts to go straight in some spots and stays curly in others. So what you see is what you get and you won't get upset. No, what's the saying? You get what you get and you don't get upset. That was like some sort of preschool mantra. I still remember it. My lip gloss is making my lips stick together in a weird way, so hopefully that goes away. Um, all right, let's start off with 
these guys. Now, one thing I don't like is that it's all white underneath. You're just gonna have to get used to it. I feel almost like, you know, in uh, Shakespearean days, they had sleeves like this, you know, it was like added some drama to the movement. <laughs> uh, anyway, so here we have a pineapple slash five alive <laughs> gin sparkling water um and here we have my signature kitty elixir now this is still a mystery <laughs> uh and i've added a little garnish two garnishes in fact because no garnish is no bueno apparently and i love these little mushroom cocktail glasses they're just I love them. I've never seen them. I saw them on this website, same website that I found my little birdies. If you missed the birdies, they're in the last episode. And then I have a little bit of grenadine and then some more of this kitty elixir. Now, obviously when you mix blue and yellow, you get green, right? I, there's nothing but my special ingredients in here and maybe a little bit of vodka. Uh, so when I pour it in here, I don't know if it's going to mix and turn this drink green or if it will settle on the bottom part of the mushroom, but we're going to find out. And then the grenadine, depending on what happens to this one, um, I'm going to add a bit of grenadine here. Grenadine's like sugar syrup, so it will sink down to the bottom. I know this. I've mixed plenty of drinks in my day. <laughs> so uh, let's just see how this goes. I almost need like a little, a little presentation table right here what can I use oh no but that'll be too high I think hmm maybe I'll just do it holding it are you okay with that now I really want to get this down to the bottom so I'm gonna take the straw out see how I match the straws to the cocktail <laughs> I might need a green straw pretty soon okay so here it is. Let's see what happens. Oh, wow. That actually looks kind of cool. I think I did it. <laughs> so it stayed orange on the bottom and it's kind of green on the top. And I mean, it's a mushroom. So why, why not? This is seems kind of appropriate for mushrooms cool all right since i've made a mess let's go on to the next cocktail gosh i need napkins i hate hate sticky fingers <laughs> i don't know anybody that does light that likes it but this is i mean i have what is it called um, tactile intolerance <laughs> where anything sticky or anything on your hands or fingers that you can't stand like I it's extremely irritating um, okay 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 let's clean up a little bit so what should we name our little mushroom cocktail let me get it into full view so you guys can take it all in I think it's different and I kind of like that. All right, this one, we're gonna add some grenadine and see what kind of magic happens. 
I'm gonna do it right here. I think you can see. Take out the straw. Grenadine always makes things. Grenadine always makes things uh, pretty. Look at my mushrooms. I love them. So this obviously, for those of you listening, I have two mushroom-shaped cocktail glasses. One started with pure orange. I added some blue kitty elixir, and now it's green on the top and orange on the bottom. And the second one, I started off with just my blue signature kitty elixir and added some grenadine. So now I've got some interesting little cocktails. And um, I'm afraid to drink out of them because they look so pretty that I don't want to wreck it. But I'm going to have to try them. <laughs> this top, even though it fits really great, it keeps like wanting to hike up because I want to wear it lower than. All right, let's give, which one first? Okay, this one first. Let's give this a shot. Cheers. Ooh, that's good. I wonder if I can add a bit more. I'm going to add a little bit more kitty elixir to that one. The color is kind of not holding up. <laughs> Fun! Wow, look at it. I think it's super pretty. Yeah, I think the more blue that there is in there, the better. Anyway, now it's time to try my kitty elixir with grenadine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. All right, so there you go. Summer in a glass or glasses. <laughs> apologies to all of you listening to this podcast make sure to check it out on youtube to take part in all the visual action because there's some very aesthetically pleasing things happening going on and i don't just mean in the cocktails <laughs> all right so it is episode seven and uh today we are going to have our usual segments and also discuss some interesting topics that I find to be talk worthy. I do want to say that this weekend, how I disconnected, I did bring my, that I did bring my metal detector and I was pretty far out in the bush. So not like where there are kind of old homesteads and old Hudson Bay trading areas and stuff. And, uh, I happen okay so I didn't find this the person that I was with and I was so ticked because <laughs> right when I put the metal detector down and somebody else picks it up what do you know beep 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 so they found a five cent piece from 1887 that is 134 years ago, 33, 34 years ago. That is so old. And I, <laughs> um, we did some research. It's probably worth about a few hundred dollars in the shape that it's in. It's been underground for a long time. And 
Near it, we found a bullet from 1903. Uh, so anyway, just super interesting stuff, like old, old things. And uh, again, like even pulling a coin out that's worth $20 is a treasure. But this was worth a few hundred. Uh, we actually thought it was worth more initially. We did a backflip, but because we had no service, <laughs> we believed it was worth a lot more for a couple of days. <laughs> and then when we got back into town, I was like, okay, yeah. It's not worth an arm and a leg like we hoped it was. Uh, and the condition is, is pretty fair. Um, I'll insert a photo if I think about it. <laughs> Let me just write it down. <laughs> Let me insert a photo. Uh, coin photo. So you can check it out. Just so you know, like if ever you've pulled treasure out of the ground using a metal detector or found it some other way, you will forever be addicted to treasure hunting. <laughs> I know I am. And in fact, every time I go on a trip from here on out, anywhere, Europe, Mexico, uh, even just to metal detect on the beach, and you're not even, not even relics, you know, like just for a freaking peso. <laughs> you know, it's still fun to find something of value that's sort of lost and hidden or forgotten about forever. Uh, what's interesting is back in the day, you know, this five cent piece that we found, five cents back in 1887 was worth a lot of money. And uh, so that's why it's interesting that, you know, it's it's like dropping a hundred dollar bill. You know, you, you try to find it. If you don't, if you notice that it's dropped, you pick it up. Um, these people obviously had them, this money in their pocket or their change purse or whatever they had and uh, dropped it, didn't know it was there, you know, and just left, it's just so rare to find these things, but you still do. It's like crazy and it's addicting. And I did, I think it was on Patreon. I did post a video of me metal detecting uh, an older kind of cabin that I found like all around, which turned up nothing. Uh, so I should have probably filmed it first and then <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I said I was gonna film it and then I filmed it, but I didn't find anything. So it was like worth, not worth posting about anyway. Uh, but I do probably want to do some sort of scope out a really neat area, like an old area, and bring all the proper equipment, spend the day detecting, but make a video out of it, and then share kind of what I found. And because uh, I watch metal detecting videos. If you're ever bored and don't know what to search, uh, besides, of course, Cat Wonders, Bikini Tryons, <laughs> then um, I would highly recommend searching metal detecting finds uh there are fake ones out there people plant things they find them they're like woo that's not obviously what i'm talking about um there are some genuine channels that find some genuine things in the ground and it's pretty interesting especially the divers there are divers that metal detect kind of below cliff jump areas and where lots of people like to swim or whatever because uh, it's sort of inaccessible unless you have the proper gear. So any treasures down there, like sunglasses even that fall off your head, you might see where they are on the bottom and not be able to get to them. Like there's so much stuff down there and it's super interesting. And it just feeds my craving for treasure finding. So I did have somebody recommend a topic, uh, one of my patrons. I'm not sure if he's comfortable with me using his name but you know who you are, <laughs> uh, suggested trophy wife, like trophy wives as a topic. Um, because I think because of the position that I'm in and, you know, how I'm 
kind of online showing off, <laughs> kind of. Um, and I think that like the dating game has changed for me um, immensely. <laughs> so what I mean is I used to be a professional artist before I started my YouTube channel and kind of more unknown, especially publicly. You know, I was going places and I had things going on. And, but um, now in the position that I'm in, it's made things more difficult and I had a question uh not a question but a suggestion to talk about kind of being a trophy wife or a trophy girlfriend uh so I think that there's nothing wrong with guys wanting a hot wife or a hot girlfriend that is natural that is something that um many guys want but there are also guys out there that aren't interested in you know having somebody who gets a lot of attention so that kind of cuts my game in half <laughs> and it's funny um I'm not somebody who needs a lot of attention and I don't do this because I'm an attention monger I in fact in real life am very much the opposite where I don't like to be the center of attention uh I've learned to hold my own now just from YouTube and having a podcast and having to kind of talk on a whim or, you know, be put on the spot a little bit. Um, I have learned a lot of skills from doing it. So I, might, I may seem publicly, if I have a microphone put in my face, uh, that I can hold my own and, you know, somebody who's like, likes attention. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I kind of like trying to make a point, but it's, it's a little scattered. Uh, so... I'm not a good fit for somebody who wants arm candy uh, because even though I can look really good, there are days that I don't. I don't wear makeup. I wear sweats and a crop top and or if anything at all. <laughs> and uh, especially since doing YouTube and it becoming my job and me having to wear makeup and do my hair constantly on my days off, I don't. So... That's why if I have a dinner date, I prefer to do it on a day that I'm filming because I'll have actually done my hair and makeup. <laughs> so uh, I do have friends, guy friends that have trophy girlfriends. And uh, I just, okay, everybody's different. Everybody has their own skill sets. Everybody has like their own thing going on. Uh, I... I have a really hard time trying to connect with some of these people <laughs> and it's fine. I'm cordial. Like I'm always very friendly and it's just part of who I am. I'm kind of designed to keep people comfortable or make people comfortable. Uh, it's just ingrained in me. I realized I forgot to put on one of my lights. Hold on. All right. Um, so it's kind of a skill set that I have. Uh, but anyway, yeah, trophy wife, trophy girlfriend. I'm not the best candidate for that. Uh, and also, I don't, I can't be bought. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can buy me nice things, that's fine. Uh, but if you don't got it, you don't got it. And money can't take the place of the things that I need. 
Sorry. <laughs> so it's funny, my high tier has ended, which is my Patreon micro bikini high tier 25 days of micro bikinis. Uh, and it will be unpublished on the 31st. And when you're watching this, it is the, the 28th. So you still have a chance because I'm not going to unpublish the, <laughs> I'm not going to unpublish the tier until the 31st. So you have three days left, sorry, 28, 29, 30, 31. Yeah. Three days left ish to binge watch all. There's actually 27 videos because I did a because I did a micro bikini wet test with three bikinis in my shower. <laughs> and uh, I did a recap video of all of the sexiest moments. So uh, anyway, there's still time to binge watch if you want to. Uh, you can go check it out. Patreon.com slash catwonders. It's been so nice here and I am definitely a mountain biker. <laughs> whatever that means but I love to mountain bike and I've been holding off because I said okay I need to finish filming my high tier uh, because if I wipe out and get black and blue that is not attractive <laughs> and I'll tell you I've had some gnarly wipeouts on my mountain bike and um, never been seriously injured but uh, I did go ass over tea kettle which is a way of saying I flew over the handlebars and I fell onto a stump uh, kind of a jagged stump, uh, but because I was wearing like two layers of, I was wearing biking shorts as well as leggings, I didn't get cut. Like I got, didn't get like penetrated. <laughs> Ooh, getting dirty. <laughs> um, but I had a bruise the size of a, like a large pancake on my thigh, black, and I've never seen anything like. It. In fact, the tissue like my fat tissue or whatever in my thigh, my muscles, uh, there's still an indent there. And sometimes you can see it <laughs> when I'm wearing a bikini on my upper right thigh. Super annoying and is what it is. So that's why I held off on any sports because if I got, <laughs> it's not sexy to model bikinis in like a leg cast. You know what I mean? I'd still try, but I don't think it would work. I also get in shit often because uh, I prefer to bike on my own um, and I have run into bears and when I say run into bears there was one time that I literally ran into a bear on my bike so let me tell you the story wait let me take a sip of this first okay why not and this one too So I was trail riding. I was not by myself this time. Trail riding and the trails around here are not trails. They're not like wide set paths. Some places you'll go biking. It's like city biking. It's really just a wide six foot path. And I don't consider that trail riding. I mean, compared to where, where I live. Uh, the trails where I ride are uh, about this wide. And there's rocks and stumps and tree growth and weeds and fallen branches or whatever. And a lot of it is obstacles that you just have to work around. So I, it was about midsummer, and uh, I was biking. The person I was with was behind me. And um, when you're biking, you don't, you can't see too far ahead because the trail is winding. It's going up and down and all over the place. And <laughs> I was in clip-in pedals. So this is when I first started biking. 
and essentially if you learn with clip pedals where your feet are actually clipped into the pedals uh, and you get used to riding that way you'll never ride without them because when your feet are clipped into the pedals you have pull as well as push right so you have like double the power um, I and they clip out so like if you're if you're riding and you want to get your pedal get your foot off the pedal you can just move your feet out to the side like twist them and they pop out so Anyway, so this is like the second time that I'm riding with clips and winding around trails. I'm pretty far ahead of this person behind me because I freaking rip on a mountain bike. And uh, I come around the corner and there is a baby bear and not, not a cub, like not like a really young cub, probably like a year old cub sitting in the middle of the trail. So I proceed to go into survival mode and I don't know how the bear is going to react so but I'm going quite fast so I just naturally rip around the bear like do a little whoop but my back tire bounced off the bear's ass <laughs> and I could hear it turn around and <clears throat> clip his teeth at my tire so I screamed bear and so the person behind me would hear it and uh, so I I didn't stop so I just, I didn't care what was happening to the person behind me. I didn't know if the bear was having a little snack back there, but I wasn't about to find out. Uh, so I just kept pedaling and luckily the person, uh, or the bear, and luckily the bear must have taken off right after that because uh, they just saw the bear running off. Anyway, so that was a close call. The, the reason why I brought up the clip thing is if you wipe out with clips on, uh, it's a lot more of an awkward fall so like if you don't have your center of gravity you can't clip out so for example say I'm riding and then I start to lean this way while well, my center of gravity is falling this way which makes it impossible for my left foot to kind of unclip because you have to put weight on it right so if I were to fall awkwardly I'd be stuck to my bike I wouldn't be able to get up and run I wouldn't be able to get up and climb a tree grab my bear spray I'd be freaking bear jerky <laughs> because I'm so ripped that my muscles would just be so tight and be like jerky <laughs> anyway um so that's my uh bear story now could you imagine if I was in the middle of filming a very important high tier for patreon and uh, had to stop halfway because I had some claw marks on my face ever since I was young musicals have made me very uncomfortable <laughs> uh i actually auditioned to be in godspell the musical i think in grade 10. Uh, i didn't get the part uh which probably changed the course of my entire life but that's a whole other story <laughs> in a good way i don't know what it is about watching like live theater broadway any type of musical I cannot stand it. I'm a musical person. I enjoy singing. I appreciate good music and, you know, a lot of different things involving music. But if suddenly I'm watching a show and uh, this happened, I think it was Sweeney Todd. I had no idea that it was a freaking musical. Suddenly there was acting and I think, what's his name? Johnny Depp's in it. And uh, he's doing his acting thing. <laughs> Sounds so stupid, but. And then uh, he looks over and the woman that he's talking to is like, 
Oh, that's what you think, eh? Well, when I was young, and then like she goes off on some <laughs> some horrible freaking song. I had to switch it off immediately, and I'm so happy that I didn't go to the theater and like abandon whoever I was with. There's something about musicals that I cannot stand. They make me so uncomfortable. Watching people act and sing, and like the the style of singing, I think that might be part of it. It's like, I don't like listening to music that I don't like. Theater music is kind of, it definitely falls in that category. You know the song, let it go, let it go. The way that that woman sings that song, no, that's freaking Broadway theater sounding music to me. I hate it. Some of you may love it. This is just my own personal opinion. And if you are a musical actor or actress, I don't mean you any disrespect, but I freaking hate it. And uh, I don't know, like I said, what it is exactly, <clears throat> but instead of there being like talent behind the singing, because a lot of people can sing and hit the right notes and even have a good like vibrato, which is like the, um, instead of singing like this, people sing like the vibrato is, people singing like this like that like in their voice <laughs> the vibrato uh, I find I don't know if it's too fast or it's just too predictable or something about it um, anyway I'm off on a tangent here but I want to know how many of you appreciate musical theater Broadway musicals in general because I feel like there's more of me people like me out there <laughs> that are just like oh my god and I know guys typically maybe are more Eh, they could take it or leave it um but for me it just it strikes something inside me that I, I can't stand it now it's time for a segment that I like to call kitty twisters I'm still working on getting a jingle made or making a jingle uh for all of my segments uh so kitty twisters is a segment that I like to do every kitty liquor episode where I read jokes to you that make me laugh out loud. Um, I'd have a, a couple good ones here, a few good ones, and some of them are kind of sick, but I feel like we're all adults here and you can handle it, right? You can handle it, can't you? <laughs> Father talks to his five-year-old son. No, Petey, you don't have to worry. There's no monster sleeping under your bed. It sleeps every day in the bed next to me. Husband approaches his wife. Jenny, I think I have a problem. Jenny smiles at him kindly. Darling, your problems are my problem also. Trouble shared is trouble halved. Tell me. Okay, says the husband. In that case, we got the neighbor pregnant. <laughs> okay, this one's sick. I took away my ex-girlfriend's wheelchair. Guess who came crawling back to me? Excuse me. How do we get to the hospital quickly? Just stand in the middle of the road for a while. <laughs> My grandpa came back from the war with one leg. We still don't know whose leg it is. <laughs> Dark humor is like food. Not everyone gets it. <laughs> that moment when your steak is on the grill and you can already feel your mouth watering. Do vegans feel the same when they're mowing the lawn? <laughs> 
if you want to make a car dealer uncomfortable, just say, tell me if you can hear this. And then get in the trunk and start screaming. <laughs> so sick. This one's really gross. What's the difference between a hockey player and a hippie chick? The hockey player changes his pads after three periods. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> Why is six afraid of seven? Because seven is a registered six offender. <laughs> My favorite sex position is called wow. W-O-W. Is where I flip your mom over. <laughs> get it? M-O-M-W-O-W. Get it? Yeah. Sorry. I know. For, <laughs> there's nothing worse than when you get a joke and then somebody clarifies it after you've already gotten it. But there are some people out there that won't get it. So I'm just helping you out, okay? Daughter. Mom, I'm dating a man. Whom, sweetheart? Mike the mailman. Mike the mailman? But he could be your father. But mom, age is just a number. Sweetheart, I don't think you understood. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> All right, that concludes Kitty Twisters. <laughs> uh, I like that one. Dark humor is like food. Not everyone gets it. That's so sick. Rude. Rude. So I know I've talked about uh, this before, but uh, talking about kind of the reality and the truth behind brand sponsors and how uh, the ones that I've worked with in the past or wanted to work with me in the past, uh, just how it actually works. So YouTube is now more of like a search engine than it is even like a social media platform. It's grown exponentially even since I've started my channel. I started my channel. Um, and the business that I'm in, so reviewing clothing, okay, bikinis, women's wear, uh, you name it. It's grown so massive and has sort of become the new way of advertising. I think commercials are a bit of a thing in the past. People still do watch cable television, but I don't know who. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but I think um, because of this kind of change in the world a lot of brands are is this table totally crooked I don't think you care <laughs> um, the way of advertising has changed where now brands want to partner with youtubers <clears throat> and other social media influencers on Instagram or wherever TikTok um, to advertise now it's a bit of a, a dirty game uh, not all of them and not everybody is like this. I have to be totally honest and transparent and tell you that the majority of these companies that have all of these requirements are companies from China. Now, I by no means uh, say, I'm not saying that all of them are like this. I want to say that eight out of 10 that I've worked with uh, are this way. And they, first of all, <laughs> They want to negotiate like less than half of what you're asking. So the majority of the time, I just wouldn't even go there. But at the same time, when you are a content creator, you need content to create. So like for me, I needed swimwear, clothing, whatever. And if they were willing to send it to me uh, for free, even at the beginning, I would just review them just because 
rather than having money come out of my own pocket, they could just send it to me. Um, but when I started to cherry pick the jobs that I wanted to do, when I became a little bit more successful and didn't have to just like pick up whatever was on the floor, um, I started to kind of like get into this world of realizing that the creators that I've been watching, so they say the YouTubers that I've been watching, how a lot of what they were doing was almost like in disingenuous, just disingenuous, disingenuous, not genuine, <laughs> where them saying they liked the clothing so much, they wore it all the time, it was the best they'd ever worn and blah, 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 was not true. Uh, I think this is the case for a lot of YouTubers. So anyway, I um, have always made it clear that when I review clothing, swimsuits, whatever, I'll be 100% honest about it. I do always give it its best shot. So for example, if I pull a swimsuit out of a bag and it's got like a string hanging this far, I'll just clip it off. It's not, doesn't affect the quality of the swimsuit and shit happens in production, especially when you're buying things for like seven or $8, right? So like, I'm very conscious, conscious of how things are made, where they're coming from. And I, I don't, I'm not going to like make a big deal about a string hanging, that kind of thing. Um, but sometimes, sorry, I keep clearing my throat, <clears throat> but when I receive like a script this long as to what I should say about the product, how much I like it, how I use it every day, how they want, they want like, they, but, and also even if you do perform the script, they want to review it. So you send it back to them. They want to approve it. They send it back to you with changes that they want made. So <laughs> I can't tell you how many times um, I've sent back uh, a draft before I post it on YouTube. I send it back for approval and they have all of these changes that they want done. Even to the point where it's not zoomed in enough to the product, um, you have it, you didn't mention this and this and this about it and like, I'm only, I can only be who I am. I pull swimsuits out of bags, put them on, try them on, see how I like them and then talk about them. Okay. <laughs> That's just what I'm doing. That's what I do. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to do this. And then I want you to access, like they want me to accessorize these things and all for like nothing. So you can guarantee that there are girls out there working their asses off for companies that are spending little to no money. Uh, anyway, I just thought that I would delve into that a little bit and the reality of what goes on behind the camera for these sponsorships. Like today's video is sponsored by the, um, this is why for my bikini videos for the last while um, are unsponsored because uh, the requirements and whatever they, whatever they need is not something that I'm willing to give. <laughs> I'm not lazy. I'm just hundred percent honest. And I just think that, I don't know, there needs to be a change when it comes to that because trying to take advantage of somebody for their time and I'd rather just spend my own money and then not have all the pressure on top of me to like conform to whatever they want. You know what I mean? And not every brand is like that. I've worked with some brands that are not like that at all. Uh, but I want to say eight out of 10, eight out of 10. I feel like if you were doing like some sort of theme party, like Alice in Wonderland or something, these little mushroom glasses would be 
the perfect little twist to your party. You know what I mean? Learning a new language. Um, my sister speaks fluent English, fluent Spanish, and fluent French. She also speaks probably a handful of other languages, you know, moderately. But she um, learned Spanish. She started Spanish class, I think, when she was in grade eight, I believe, when she started, and has since become a language expert. <laughs> uh, I think that learning a new language is something that probably everybody wants to do, but the task of actually doing it and spending the time and in our busy lives, it never really does happen. I think uh, Rosetta Stone came out with an app uh, to make it really convenient and easy to use your phone and every half hour or, or sorry, like half hour a day or something would, you know, learn a language in six months type thing. Uh, and I think another one I tried was, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but I spent $199 on a Rosetta Stone program to learn, to learn German, uh, because I have a lot of German friends and <laughs> I, uh, just thought it would be interesting to kind of secretly learn German and then bust it out. Do you know what I mean? That was my plan. I wanted to secretly learn a language and then uh, and then suddenly just start speaking it. That was always kind of like this dream vision that I had. So I spent 199 bucks for three months. So it expired after three months. Uh, or was it six months? Sorry, six months, I believe. And uh, do you think that I spent more than 20 minutes on this thing? No. I kept putting it off, putting it off. I lost my money and I didn't learn German. And that was just where it ended. <laughs> I think the ambition and like the fantasy of learning a language and having the convenience at your fingertips, because you all know we're all on these things freaking all day long. Uh, no excuse, really. Just for me, I just needed to be in the right headspace, completely quiet, no distractions. Then I may have gotten to it, but that just doesn't seem to happen for me. But it's a stupid excuse because I could have done it. I didn't. Uh, and I could know German now, but I don't. But there is a language I do want to learn, and it's Spanish. I have a ton of Spanish-speaking followers and subscribers, and I'd love to be able to read what the hell they're writing without having to put it into, like, Google Translate. Uh, and so Spanish is probably way more practical to learn for me because I do know French. Like, I, I can't say I don't speak it fluently, but I was raised going to French immersion school until grade six. So I understand a lot of French. I understand more than I can speak. But Spanish and French, they're kind of like a little bit hand in hand with a lot of words. And I just think that it would be a bit easier for me to learn Spanish. And then after I learn Spanish, then I can learn German. Uh, you know, that's the plan. Oh my God, I scratched one of my mosquito bites. And now it's flaring up. Do you notice at night when you have mosquito bites on your ankles, it starts to freaking flare up? Because I think because the sheets are touching your skin and kind of like activating the little itchy nerves. <laughs> the itchy nerves, you know what I mean? Oh my God, last night, I'm telling you. And I have to make sure that I scratch my mosquito bites through Um through a sheet or something. Otherwise I shred my freaking skin. Goddamn mosquitoes. So 
the point of me putting texturizing spray in my hair after curling it was so that it would have volume and now it's just long and freaking Again, I should learn. I, I should know by now. I should really know by now. One day, I'd really love to learn Spanish and speak with all of my Hispanic friends. Okay, here's the translation. Un día, mi incansantría aprende español y hablar con todos mis amigos hispanos. Is that good? <laughs> uh, I do kind of like joke around with Sela with Spanish too. So I do kind of have a little bit of a knack for, you know, the flowiness of words. Uh, the encantaría. Un día me encantaría aprender español. <laughs> I apologize if I offend anybody Spanish speaking. I am trying. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I think... Uh, one day I would love to speak some Spanish and I just think it's a sexy language. And my freaking foot! So God damn! Do you like girls with or without makeup? So that's a bit of a, a broad question. Uh, some girls look better without makeup. And some girls, you wouldn't even recognize them without makeup. Excuse me. Um, now, there's also a trick that girls use. It's the no makeup makeup look, which is where you only put foundation on to perfect your skin. Very lightly um, apply some mascara and maybe brows, but no apparent lipstick or eyeshadow or eyeliner and that kind of thing. Uh, the no makeup makeup look. That is pretty much what I go for on a daily basis if I wear makeup. Uh, but when I work, when I work, like film doing this kind of stuff, uh, I full, I do full blown makeup. <laughs> uh, I keep it pretty safe and pretty consistent. So you're not going to really ever see me with super vampy makeup or uh, bright red lips. I do the odd time do like a bold lip pink or I mean red's not bad but if I do a bold lip then I do a little bit less on my eyes so if I do red lips I'll do like very light makeup on the eyes um, and I just don't have like super voluptuous lips like I don't have really good attractive lips with darker colors on them because they're thinner lips and they're not like I don't know some of these girls that have <laughs> these huge plumped up lips that look really good with like any color lipstick on. If you put green on, it still looks good. But for me, I don't, and that's just personal. Like that's just how I feel about it. You might be like, oh gosh, just wear whatever. Um, but for me, I try to keep it pretty neutral. Focus on the eyes, not so much on the lips. Um, so yeah, do you prefer a girl without makeup? So say, say she's not necessarily a total natural beauty where she's just flawless uh, maybe has some bit of acne maybe you know like we all do frick I get the odd breakout uh, and you're gonna go for a dinner date or something and she didn't want to wear makeup how do you feel about that would you prefer a little bit of makeup 
Does certain types of makeup turn you on? Do certain types of makeup turn you on? Does a red lip do it for you or whatever? Let me know down in the comments. Now I'd like to bust into a segment called Cat Facts, where I will bust out some interesting facts that maybe you did not know. And uh, every fact that I'm reading to you is something that I didn't know and learned today. All right, so I've got some pretty interesting ones today. This one was a little strange. McDonald's once made bubblegum flavored broccoli. What? <laughs> this interesting fact will have your taste buds crawling. Unsurprisingly, the attempt to get kids to eat healthier didn't go over well with child testers who were confused by the taste. Hey, I have an idea. Let's make Brussels sprouts taste like chocolate. It's a it's a freaking texture. Like broccoli actually doesn't even taste that bad. And maybe to kids taste buds they do. Because I've had some really pungent broccoli before. <laughs> and some is more mild. Um, but texture. Wow. Hmm. Texture. Like that is part of it. You know, putting tiny little balls of whatever on your tongue and then chewy. Anyway, I love broccoli now. And I think that I never was a kid that hated broccoli, but um, making it taste like bubblegum of all things. Bubblegum? Like, couldn't you have made it taste more like an orange or something more natural, like something from nature? <laughs> bubblegum? <laughs> Shit. Uh... So I had to read this title four times before I understood it. And I still didn't until I read the article. So I'm going to read this to you. It's not going to make much sense until I read the article. And this is mind-blowing. Some fungi create zombies, then control their minds. Let me read that one more time to you. Some fungi, or fungi, fungi, Create zombies, then control their minds. Okay. The tropical fungus Ophiocordyceps infects ants' central nervous system. This next sentence is not proper English to me, but I could be wrong. By the time the fungi been in the insect bodies for nine days, they have complete control over the host's movements. They force the ants to climb trees then convulse and fall into the cool, moist soil below, where fungi thrive. Once there, the fungus waits until exactly solar noon to force the ant to bite a leaf and kill it. So I think I understand <laughs> what they were trying to say, and maybe I'm just really stupid and not getting it. By the time the fungi been inside the insect bodies for nine days, so by the time the fungi has been in the insect bodies for nine days, they have complete control over the host's movements. Uh, they force the ants to climb trees, then convulse, then fall into cool, moist so soil below where the fungi thrive. Once there, the fungus waits until exactly solar noon to force the ant to bite a leaf and kill it. So I guess biting the leaf kills the ant. Anyway, I've heard of this before where like this, if this is totally true, then this proves the intelligence 
of mushrooms. And if you haven't seen Paul Stamets ex Joe Rogan uh, podcast, then you are missing out. Um, I'm going to link this. There's actually two now. Uh, I'm going to link Paul. It's like a three hour podcast. Um, and Joe Stamets is a psilocybin expert. Editing cat here. I said Joe Stamets when I meant to say Paul Stamets. Psilocybin is mushrooms. I believe all mushrooms are psilocybin, but um, fungi, fungi, there's all different names, but they have a three hour conversation about mushrooms and the intelligence of mushrooms and how there's more going on than meets the eye. Uh, so I would watch number one first and then number two after. Um, I'll make sure to put them in order so you don't watch the second one first. A cow-bison hybrid is called a beefalo. And you can even buy this meat in at least 21 states. Did not know that. So <laughs> I recently did my DNA, uh, 23andMe, and I found out that I'm 100% European. Uh, and the majority of me is English, Irish, Scottish, uh, and the rest is Dutch, German. Uh, but it's pretty close. It's like pretty much 50-50. So this one got me. This Scotland has 421 words for snow. And if you ask me, snow is a four-letter word. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, that's not true. I used to hate snow, but like when I was younger. But now I just have fun with it. Okay, so 421. That's too many fun facts about snow. Some examples. Sneasel to start raining or snowing. Fievel. <laughs> I said like German. <laughs> um, to swirl. Flink drinken. Why do I say it like German? <laughs> okay, wait. How would it be in a Scottish accent? Fievel. <laughs> to swirl. Flink drinken. That still sounds German. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, flink drinking is a light snow. So I'm sure like, you know what graupel is? I only found out what graupel meant like five years ago, but it's kind of like when it's semi-hailing, but tiny little styrofoam balls are falling and that's, that's graupel. So there's another fact. <laughs> uh, the Windy City name has nothing to do with Chicago weather. So it was once, uh, was this one of the, was this one of the random facts you already knew? Chicago's nickname was coined by the 19th century journalist uh, who were referring to the fact that residents were windbags and full of hot air. <laughs> so not because it's windy at all. <laughs> hmm. uh, armadillo shells are bulletproof. So I'd heard this, but I didn't really think it was true. Apparently it is. Uh, in fact, one Texas man was hospitalized was hospitalized when a bullet he shot at an armadillo ricocheted off the animal and hit him in the jaw. Firefighters use wetting agents to make water wetter. 
The chemicals reduce the surface tension of plain water, so it's easier to spread and soak into objects, which is why it's known as wet water. Um, I kind of knew this, but basically, like, so we had a kind of fire. <laughs> we had a wildfire, the bonanza. <laughs> we uh, frequently have wildfires out here in the Rockies, and... Um, we there whenever there's a wildfire there's always helicopters with big buckets beneath them and generally like they're filled with a mixture of water and and other agents and sometimes it comes out orange but anyway um, i believe that that would be one of the chemicals in there to kind of like get the water to reach more things it's kind of like when water beads on like when water beads on a surface that you pour it onto, maybe it's like waterproof or whatever. I wonder if this would make it like bead differently. It'd be kind of cool. Okay, so mystery solved. The tiny little pocket in your jeans uh, was actually designed not to hold change, a lighter, a little bag of cocaine. <laughs> Uh, designed to hold pocket watch, a pocket watch. So um, the original jeans only had four pockets, that tiny one plus two more in the front and just one in the back. So they were originally designed to hold pocket watches. Uh, the man with the world's deepest voice can make sounds humans can't hear. The man, Tim Storms, can't even hear the note, which is eight octaves below the lowest G on a piano, but elephants can. So I'm like, at, does it feel like whispering or is it like, can you feel the vibration? You know, say I'm like, my lowest note is this. <clears throat> well, <laughs> I kind of went low and then higher and whatever, uh, but... Imagine making a sound that nobody can hear. I do know that children are supposed to be able to hear higher pitched sounds that he like that humans can, <laughs> that adults can't. Um, we were able to when we were younger, but now as adults, apparently we can't. Um, so that's kind of interesting. So this is really silly because now that I think back, uh, this is something that I've noticed but never thought about. Cows don't have upper front teeth. Uh -huh. uh, and I've seen cows lots and seen that, but I've never thought about it. I don't know. Uh, they do have molars on the top back of their mouths, though. Where you'd expect upper incisors, cows, sheep, and goats have a thick layer of tissue called a dental pad. They use that with their bottom teeth to pull out grass. So, interesting. Didn't know? Uh, this is the last cat uh, thanks to 3D printing, NASA can basically email tools to astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> I committed to that one. <laughs> what is my problem? <clears throat> so this is super cool. Thanks to 3D printing, NASA can basically email tools to astronauts. So this is really cool. Getting new equipment to the space station used to take months or years, but the new technology means the tools are ready within hours. So 
crazy. They have little 3D printers up there and uh, they need a tool. They just email the file and print it. That's freaking rad. That is super cool. Like that's the kind of technology stuff that's super interesting to me. Uh, I actually have like a 3D pen that I bought like a long time ago when they first came out. Worked like shit. And I think it was just a really cheap one. But it just, it doesn't really dry, or sorry, not dry. It doesn't really cool fast enough to do much with it. And uh, I'm sure it's changed a lot, the technology, like with what you can buy in stores now from when I bought it a year or so ago. But because the idea of just like making something out of like drawing something, but making it three-dimensional, that's so cool to me. Well, we're already way past my time limit, but guess what? That doesn't matter because I make the rules and I'm not nearly drunk enough to end this podcast. (laughs) If I made you a meal on our first date, what would be a first date meal? Okay. So typically on a first date, you're not really at somebody's house unless there's like a unique situation where it's like come over I'll cook you dinner which sounds like a really wonderful idea Um, but nowadays when, when restaurants are closed and things are closed and blah 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 maybe that is the only option you have is to um cook something for your date uh I if I were to cook a first meal for a date or a date, a first meal, (laughs) I would do, so, I don't know. (laughs) Let me think about this. I'm really good with the barbecue. I do all my own barbecuing. Duh. Um, And I can cook a steak perfectly. Medium, medium rare, rare. I prefer my steaks blue rare. Um, but I don't, when I go out to eat blue rare, because I kind of anticipate it being a little over blue rare and so rare, essentially rare is what I like. I like the red inside and the crunchy kind of flavorful outside, but rare blue rare is my, is my goal usually. So I'd probably do a steak and then I would do some sort of like nice potato salad but made fresh Um, I do make a really nice potato salad with like little baby tomatoes (laughs) baby potatoes and uh, I do put egg in it and anyway so I've got a good recipe for that so steak potatoes I also love potato skins Ooh, hmm and then For veggies, I'd probably do asparagus. Uh, Corn on the cob is a little, little unsexy. (laughs) Oh yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, back in 1985. (laughs) Um, So that's what I would do. And then of course I'd pair the perfect wine, red wine with a steak. Um, And then I'd have a, maybe like a sparkling wine for dessert. Dessert. Let's just say it's a secret recipe. <laughs> no, okay, if I were to actually make make dessert, um, it'd be like 
And it maybe sounds like uber sexual, but it's not. Just like strawberries and whipped cream or strawberries, like maybe a strawberry shortcake. Because you can get the little shortcake cakes at the grocery store. And then, uh, or I would make them. Uh, or you know what? Apple pie. Why are desserts? <laughs> All of these kind of sexual references. Strawberries and whipped cream. Apple pie. Uh, yeah, I make a mean apple pie too. Anyway, that's what my first date meal would be. Let me know in the comments below what you would cook me on our first date. Maybe go into more detail. All right. I have to pee. And then I'll be back for erotic story time. I still haven't figured an... I still have not figured out a name for that segment. This segment, let me know what it should be. I like story time, erotic story time, because it's not necessarily like raunchy, but it's kind of leading somewhere. And I don't know. Let me know what you think I should call this segment. I gotta go pee. Annabeth. Ooh, okay. So where I left off with the last erotic story time, uh, we were in on a tropical vacation. I think, can't remember if I said it was Mexico or not, but we left off on day one. Um, I kind of like to continue our tropical adventure. So to recap, I met you at the bar ordering kitty elixirs. Uh, we both happened to order a kitty elixir and we laughed about it, parted ways, and then ran into each other at the beach. And then discovered that we were both there with our families. And after dinner, and our eyes locked, <laughs> our families got together and uh, partied in our massive hotel room, my massive hotel room. Apparently it was three stories and we had a DJ and a rooftop pool and it was an excellent time. Then we left, went to the beach, went skinny dipping and went back and that was day one. <laughs> so if you want to hear the first part of my erotic stories uh, or just follow them along or just even listen to the segment alone on, by itself. Um, I do do chapters on my videos. So basically, I kind of break up different segments of my podcast. So if you're not interested in something, you can kind of skip ahead to a different one or kind of know your spot. Um, so erotic story time, last one. And I kind of add some fun sound effects. And But okay, so let me just get into the, the zone here. I need my lip gloss. So it's the next day and we get up a little later than normal because we were up quite late partying with both of our families. Of course, our families got along great and have made plans for today to meet up on the beach kind of sometime around 1 p.m. And uh, we'll set up our chairs and uh, which 
now thinking about it, <laughs> uh, sometimes it's really difficult to find a spot uh, in the afternoon because people will kind of already throw their towels on different chairs to kind of claim them for the day. But we just trust in the universe that it's going to work out. So around one o'clock, we're all finally ready to go. And we walk down to the beach and run into your family. And they so kindly took a tally as to how many people they would need to save chairs for. And what do you know? There was exactly the right amount. And sneakily, my lounge chair was right next to yours. Um, we acted surprised, but we weren't really. <laughs> so everybody's having a good time. You go off and talk to one of the bartenders and say, hey, we would like full round of margaritas for everybody, except for the children. <laughs> so um, already the party's getting started at 1 p.m. And um, which is normal, all good in Mexico. That's just what you do. And uh, so we're kind of talking and contemplating and we see uh, what looks like a catamaran kind of float by. And then you say, hey, I wonder if we can rent one of those and we could go to that island way back there. And I said, oh, that would be super fun, but like we'd have to hire somebody and it probably would take a little bit. And you said, no, no, I am a whitewater rafter. <laughs> so I know, I know water and I've lived on the coast forever. So I know how to do this on my own. So I was like, oh, well, that would be super adventurous. And so I talked to my family, you talked to yours, and then we walked down to the little grass hut <laughs> where they sell uh, rentals. So uh, we asked a question about, oh, the catamaran that we saw going by, we'd like to rent one of those to go to that island. And then the guy said, no, no, senor, you can't go there. That is the island of skulls. <laughs> so you look at me and I look at you and you said, did you bring your metal detector? <laughs> and I fell in love with you instantly. <laughs> anyway, no. Uh, and I said, Yes, I did. How did you know that I have a metal detector? And you said, you just look like somebody who metal detects. So uh, then the guy said, well, that catamaran that you just saw is rented for the day and we only have that. And he points over at the dock and all there is is a little kind of rickety sailboat. Not a catamaran, not anything fancy, just a rickety old sailboat but it looks like it has good bones so you say we'll take it and I really like your assertiveness and your confidence <laughs> <laughs> so I run back to my hotel room put on a really sexy bikini because I brought a whole suitcase full and grab my metal detector and of course, swing by the bar and grab a bunch of 
cocktails, canned, bottled, and some snacks. And it just so happens that the bartender had a charcuterie platter of everyone's dreams ready for us, uh, which I kept a surprise. So we say goodbye to our families <laughs> and we hop on the catamaran. Editing cat here again, I said catamaran instead of sailboat. Once again, beyond Skull Island, there is a bit of a thunderstorm brewing. And I'm a little nervous because none of us have life jackets. Actually, no, that's not true. We have life jackets. And uh, it's a bit of a ways, but because of the way that the tide is going, um, we would get there faster than we would get back. So we're off, waving goodbye to our families. And um, of course, uh, your family has a gigantic yacht. So if anything went awry, they would come save us. So there was also that factor. And we had satellite phones. And there was full service. <laughs> and there's full service. <laughs> so we set off and the sun is out. There's no shade, but good thing I brought my beach umbrella. And I'm in my white crochet bikini. And you're wearing your navy blue swim trunks and wife beater top. And as we're sailing there, I can hear a bit of a noise in the ocean and I look over and there are dolphins swimming beside us. And I say, hey, let's swim with the dolphins. And right as I say that, you say, that's not a good idea because look at all the sharks and there's sharks in the water. So I choose not to dive in with the dolphins. And I'm super impressed by your ability to maneuver this sailboat and how you know exactly what to do. And then I think, well, clearly your family has a yacht, so you must have grown up on the water and probably in some sort of strange sailing club. <laughs> but I don't judge you. <laughs> so we draw closer and closer to this island. And as we get closer, we can see that there's a bit of a bit of like a surf around the island, meaning coral, coral reef. I don't know if that's the right terminology and I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's what's happening. So you decide that you have to pull a bit of some maneuvering to get us to this island. Um, once again, I think that this is spectacularly sexy. So we start drawing closer. I keep saying drawing. I don't know. I feel like this is, I'm, I'm in storytelling mode. We keep getting closer to the island and there's a clear path straight through to the island. And we're breaking through the coral and in our rickety boat, finally we pull up on the shore and everyone is safe and sound. I find that my life jacket makes me feel extremely unsexy. So of course I rip it off and snag one of the strings from my crochet bikini top. And now there's half of a bikini. <laughs> my full micro bikini top has turned into, sorry, my full bikini top has now turned into a micro bikini top and pff, 
There's nothing I can do about it. So we hop off and beautiful white sand, amazing tropical forest. Uh, and, but there are strange, strange prints in the sand that almost look like great big like cat prints or something. So I ask, what are those? Like what the heck kind of animal is on this island? And you're like, I don't really know, but it doesn't seem to be anybody around at this point. So let's just have a good time and do some swimming and maybe some snorkeling. Cause of course you also brought your snorkel bag. So I whip out my metal detector. <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? And uh, I start to detect along the edge of the beach and you know, the sand, different areas. Absolutely nothing. Not one little hint of a pull tab, a bottle cap, nothing. So uh, before I know it, I look over, you started a fire and you've built a hut. <laughs> In a matter, I was detecting for like half an hour. So just to be fair. And I say, oh my gosh, that's incredible. How did you do that so fast? And um, you proceeded to tell me about all the badges you had on your Boy Scouts ribbon, <laughs> whatever it's called. And we uh, sit in the hut and I open the bag and there is sodas and champagne and Corona. And um, of course, the box of charcuterie that surprised you when you were flabbergasted. So we started to... So we start to drink some of the champagne out of glasses that were also in the box and eating some of the charcuterie board. And as we're kind of eating in the shade in this hut that you built in half an hour, we could hear something happening in the bush. And when I say happening in the bush, I mean some sort of rustling, but bigger than like a, an animal, more like a like a tribe of something. So we look at each other and decide that we're just gonna ignore whatever we just heard. Um, the thunderstorm in the background is now approaching. And um, I say to you that, I say to you that we probably should think about when we're gonna head back because it's getting a little crazy out there. You look at me and I look at you and we're in this incredible spot in this hut that you magically built in half an hour and happen to bring a cashmere blanket <laughs> and the raw oysters that were part of the charcuterie platter got us in the mood and the champagne mixed in, the sun the wind, the thunder, the crazy creature in the bush just did it for us. So we proceed to make incredible love on the beach as the waves crashed and the mist of water would land on us. And it's the best sex that either of us have ever had in our whole lives. And it wasn't too short and it wasn't too long. <laughs> <laughs> the duration <laughs> and <clears throat> right as we're both 
laying there and you're lighting up a cigarette. <laughs> Something huge runs out of the bush, but it's behind us so we can't see it. Well, you jump up and I jump up and you tell me, run back to the boat right now. And I was a turned on again by how assertive you were. I ran to the boat and you burst out of the little tiki hut that you built and were face to face with a gigantic jaguar. One that had not been seen for centuries. One that we thought were extinct. A saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> the Skull Island was called Skull Island for that reason because of all of the skulls that happened because of this jaguar. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so entertained. Okay. I'm on the sailboat and somehow the sailboat is untied from the rock that you had tied it to. So off I go and I'm trying to tell you, we gotta go, but you're hand fist fighting this jaguar, this saber tooth jaguar. <laughs> and I'm drifting, but you finally n knock this thing out and have a chance to run away. You grab my metal detector <laughs> and also you grab the last bottle of champagne, jump onto the boat from the shore. No, sorry. You swim to me with my metal detector and bottle of champagne, get back on the boat. I help you back up on the boat. And we're off, sailing back to our family and the resort. I can't believe what happened. And of course, you have a slice down your cheek and you're all sweaty. Your wife beater is ripped, ripped off. And I guess because we made love with your wife beater on. Anyway, we're heading back and... I'm so turned on by what you did that we make love again. <laughs> and then when we stop, we realize that we're going way off on the wrong path towards this massive thunderstorm with like some sort of hurricane in it. So you redirect us back. We get back to the beach, bloodied, sweaty, a little bit drunk. <laughs> and our family greets us on the beach and says, oh my God, what happened? And we just tell them half the story because the other half is private. And um, we have no option but to embrace each other because we survived something incredible. It wind up, it wound, it turns out that this is the most, turns out that this is the most adventurous, craziest, intense, best day of our lives that we just shared with each other. And um, we embrace and decide to go back to our hotel rooms, our separate hotel rooms to shower and regroup. The end. <laughs> I mean, to be continued. I feel like I should write novels. So that was really long-winded and I'm at um, over an hour and a half right now and I got lost in that story. Now I'm a little bit turned on. 
I'm a lot turned on. Well, guys, that concludes Kitty Liquor episode seven. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you will continue to watch my podcast after that story. <laughs> uh, no, I just think it's so fun. Imaginary stories, having fun with uh, my imagination is something that I like to do and do often. Please feel free to like this video. I really hope that I earned a like and earned your subscription today and uh, hope you had fun. Again, my high tier, my micro bikini high tier ends on the 31st. So you still have time to watch all the videos and all the action because once the 31st comes around, I unpublish the tier. My lips are sticking together. Because once the 31st comes around, I unpublish the tier, which means everything will be gone forever until next May when I do a brand new micro bikini tier. So you still have time. Uh, that will be linked down below. I'll link the, the Joe Rogan Paul Stamets podcast, number one and number two. There may even be a third, but I don't think so. Uh, and um, let me know your thoughts down below. I'm really into reading your comments and interacting with you guys. Please send in your short video clip questions, your uh, comments, if you have funny jokes. I need enough of them to create a segment out of it. So I'm hoping <laughs> that more of you will send me just a little video clip that I'll post on my podcast and then answer your questions, laugh at your joke, you know, listen to your suggestions, all that fun stuff. So, so go ahead and send your submissions to kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com and I'll review them. I don't want any unclassy videos, if you know what I mean. So thank you all so much for joining me today for episode seven of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. And I'll be back next Friday with my podcast. I post every Friday. And of course, on my YouTube channel, I've got two extra videos on top of my podcast where I do bikini try-ons and all sorts of fun try on videos. So thank you all so much for watching and I'll see you in my next podcast. Bye.